0: We are back, everybody, for another episode of Level Up Cleveland. And this week we have Chris Esquival from Monkey. Monkey.
1: What's up, dude? How's it going, brother?
0: Thanks for coming down. Coming up. Yeah, it's been a while since we saw you. Too. Yeah, man. We kind of know Chris. We know uh the guys from Monkey, they're friends of ours, actually. They are uh, another band here from Level Five. Um season one. I believe it's season one. We had uh, RPR down here. It was uh, Dion Sliman and Adam Gray. And um, RPR was like the other three guys uh, from Monkey. And Chris is actually the lead singer and guitar player. Writes almost all Monkey songs, pretty much all of them. Right, the foundation, yep. Yep. And... um, So we had those guys down here. You got to meet them then. We had Mondo on the Rochambeau episode, I believe. He was on here for that. So you got to meet Mondo there. And today we got Chris. And anybody that uh, isn't familiar with Monkey, that's M-O-N-Q-U-E. Correct. And also, uh, they're pretty much like a a punk band. Poppy. Pop punk. Yeah, like a pop punk. Kind of like the modern punk that you hear a lot today. Um, Done well. Very well. Catchy, catchy stuff. Like most punk is supposed to be a real catchy hooky, uh, type thing. Um, it's really starting to take off a little more. I've noticed you guys are playing out a lot more. You guys already have one CD, you know, done. You guys are already starting to write another one. Yeah. I'm getting a studio
1: together myself and we're going to really go in and finally take care of business. Yeah, man. Yeah, It's been a, Long journey to get a really good quality C D.
0: Yeah, there, there's a little bit of drama goes in it. There's always drama yeah. with bands, but it just took a little while to get it done. It took a while, yep. A lot of hands on it and a lot of things like that. It happens though. You know, it does happen. It's a learning
1: process, sir.
0: Yeah, but it, but out. it is good and 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 I'll tell you what, live is when the stuff you guys do, I think, really shines anyway. Yeah. I think if you really want to get the feel of what you guys yeah. are doing, see I you feel live. A really a live band. Yeah. That's most and the whole ball, I think yeah. most I think most of the, the punk pop and punk stuff is way better live and be it's, there. yeah, it's, it's hard to capture that on, on, a, on an audio recording yeah. anyways. So you're an interesting guy. Um, I remember when you first started coming down here to level five, you were a new face. No one really knew who you are or knew of six you. Six years ago. Yeah. yeah. It's been six years yeah. and, and, uh, you had a pretty interesting story, um, right away we knew we noticed you could play guitar, you could sing, you could play you were playing bass of all you things were in the very beginning.
1: shy about all of it. Yeah, yeah,
0: and you were yeah, you were kind of like uh introverted kind of person in a way, you know, you were just a different guy. Um and I think we've all kind of slowly watched you come out of your shell a little bit and um you went from playing some cover stuff and doing stuff like that with Dion and that into writing your own stuff and own blossoming book. into what it is now. Never um, thought it was gonna come to that. Yeah,
1: just thought it was a fun little hobby, drink some beers, and
0: yeah, and and, and here you music. are, like, yeah, right. And now you've got yourself like this is part of what you are. Playing out, getting yeah.
1: a first review, a great review.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah. The Rust Belt guys, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, those Our those buddy ones. old ZM Delgado. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He us a great review. Huge also, front of the show. I almost cried. I read it twice. Second time, I'm like. Oh, you should
0: get it. You should frame it. Print oh, it, frame Dion it. Oh, took put care it. of that, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh did yeah, he really? Be done, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>, boy. <laughs> nice move. So, let's tell the story about how you uh, started and how you come around to, to doing what you're doing right now. You're You're... A pretty interesting story. You When did you start playing guitar?
1: Well, I've been trying since I was like 15, 16. Bought a Fender Strat off a guy I was dishwashing. And this busboy's like, I got a guitar. And I'm like, I'll buy it, 100 bucks. A Strat, probably worth a few more bucks than that today. Went to a guitar lesson, and the guy tried to teach me a Pretender song. Back on the train gang? Yeah. What the fuck is that? I'm like... I'd be like, he didn't even ask me, what do you like? It's what he liked. So he tried to teach me this song, and I was done. Like, I didn't even, not even chords, just. Single notes. Fingers, yeah, single notes. I'm like, this is hard, man. And then when I turned about 18, 19, I had some friends in a band. Uh, Jeff Bros played with Kid Wicked. Remember Kid Wicked? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he was a bass player for them. Then he left that and started another band, which I don't remember the name. But his guitar player became my guitar teacher. I told him, All I want to do is learn how to play some songs. you got to learn theory. I'm like, I'm, I'm, Just teach me how to do it. I played saxophone in middle school. Oh, so you had, so song, I had musical some kind band. of music, musical background, correct? And so he did what I asked. And then I started playing bass for another band we kind of tried to get together. Bass is fun to me. Like, that's just a fun, easy instrument to learn. If you kids want to begin a band fast, play the bass. (laughs) It's just easy. Um, A lot of need for basses, too, yeah. yeah. But I have really big hands, and back then was the big hair metal days, and that's all the music back then, and I just couldn't figure that stuff out to save my life or even play it. Like, I'm never going to be a guitar player. I always liked singing. That's what I really wanted to do since I was a little kid talent shows when i was in third grade singing to elvis presley records sixth grade a camping a field camp thing we did a little uh a talent show and i sang there and some girls that i went to school with they're like oh my god i didn't know you can sing i'm like i don't know if i can sing you i just i'm uh, obsessed with it so they asked me to be the lead role of danny in greece oh my yeah, in sixth grade, and the teachers let us put it all together ourselves and then entertain three turnovers of lunch. And I just, I'm kind of like a ham. I like, I like that kind of interacting with people. Very shy when I was younger, but never shy when it came to singing. And then uh, from there, I was probably 18, 19, started playing the guitar. Never got great, never even tried to get great. I know guys sit around for like eight hours a day honing yeah. in their crap. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: They lock themselves away.
1: Not me. So then I just joined a band called the Swirling Tongues. Uh, nice Kobe, name. Nice name. John man. Cohen, mm-hmm. yeah. And I found them in the Scene Magazine back then, and they were looking for a singer. Never sang for a band before. I'm like, I'm just going to give it a shot. Scared, terrified. Audition, just made up some words, scatting, blah, blah, blah. Like, all right. Then we just started writing songs. We played Symposium, like, in a year and a half, probably 15 songs, and we're doing some covers. And then we broke up and never did music again. I turned 50. I always played acoustic guitar because I like singing. So, So yeah, in
0: between that and, and when you got back into it recently. Yeah. You were always playing and singing, and she you were doing self. it, but you just yeah. didn't play for people anymore. I gave some of the best couch
1: concerts a yeah. man can give.
0: <laughs> yeah, but how often were you doing it? Like
1: consistent? I'd go a month, trying to play stuff, learn stuff, put the guitar down for two months, come back, play, get it. And just and what are you doing? Consistent. Like what? You, what? What are you playing here? What uh, is it? Beatles? What? I'm a Beatles fanatic. Uh-huh, up, okay, and uh, doo wop music when I was a kid. Okay, I was obsessed with all so that.
0: vocally like this is you're, like you're really a, a vocal truder. person. Yeah. yeah,
1: I was vocally lyrics loved lyrics, loved how someone sang them, as opposed to just reading them. So it's to me, it's not when I write performance the of performance the... of the lyrics. So it's not what you say; it's how you say it, yeah, and right. that's what I learned very young. And then in 2003, I started just I picked. I had a restaurant I owned for three years. Lost that, got my guitar, and I'm like,
0: "No, were you a cook at this time?" Or, like, did that something else? a restaurant
1: restaurateur. Always? I owned the restaurant. Yeah, I went. I mean, but college. did you
0: start off as a as a? Uh, in in ninety
1: two, some... I started cooking. Okay, with my brother, owned a restaurant called the Michis in Lakewood. Down the line, ninety six, ninety seven, I went to a culinary school at Tri C. Uh, things happened. He lost a restaurant. Me and my younger brother in two thousand tried to take it back over. Recession, new president, they're fighting about who's going to be the president, all oh, that crap going on, anthrax, the 9-11s happens Oh, yeah. Just bad timing. Lost it. Started working at a cabinet shop, driving a truck. And then my cousin came back from Mexico, and he was in a rap group. Latina cartel, cartel Latina. I'm sorry, Sean. <laughs> One
0: of the two. <laughs> One of the two.
1: And then uh, he started recording on this machine called the MR8 digital recorder, and by this, I already had, like, two songs, kind of wrote wrote on my acoustic, but I had no way to record it, didn't know anything about the recording business. So then he comes into my life from Mexico and starts showing me how he's recording rap songs and stuff. I'm like, I want one of those. I got it. I'd get my Casio keyboards out. I'd play a drum beat, five minutes just record it, and I go back, and I record just the guitar parts I had, tracking it. And you had to bounce, but I didn't, I'm don't. i an idiot when it comes to technology. So I'm trying to learn all this stuff. I don't know how to bounce or any of that stuff. I just know I can do it. Did Everything had to be one take, too, because I didn't know how to punch in and out and Oh, clip yeah, this right. So right, if you didn't get it right, you were oh, fucked. Oh, yeah, you had to do it all over again. So I started doing that, and then he got into the uh, studio like buying the computer, all the software sonar I think he was using back then, <laughs> and uh, I got one. He showed me, set me up, and all that. And then I started writing on that. It took a while to figure all that stuff out. So then I started doing probably I had like a bunch of demo stuff I have on the 8 It's interesting stuff. I'll probably never go back to it, but I thought it was pretty good for just beginning. I wrote all the lyrics for the first band. Didn't play an instrument. So I'm figuring out. I knew guitar enough where I know I can write a song. I play this Beatles stuff. I
0: yeah, right. Just, you know, I know yeah. enough chords. So yeah, I, put a yeah. song
1: together real easy. And then fast forward a little bit. We're in 2006, six seven. I started dabbling in rap stuff. Like I was curious. I'm like, because my cousin was doing it. I'm like, you know, they can do it. Why can't I do it? I want to give it a shot. So I have a CD of rap stuff, songs called Bitches on the Side, What <laughs> You Want From Me.
0: Real good rap stuff, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, the real deal it, stuff. It's real deal. Bitches on the Side is real it's stuff. The, have you heard I, it? No, but oh, I mean, like, okay. I don't have to. I, title so gives yeah, it away. <laughs> okay.
1: So uh, I was doing that for years, just that style, and then mixing up. I can get better quality recordings. I got the Fruity Loop set up. Where I can do all the drums and then send them over to the sonar. Uh, and started writing that, and then I turned 50. and I'm like, I want to know what it feels like to be on stage and playing and doing stuff. Put an ad in the scene magazine titled Looking for Other Musicians Who Suck Like Me. Oh. Dion's the first guy <laughs> to call me back. <laughs> Dion's our drummer. I love you, Dion. This would not be <laughs> happening if it wasn't for him. Dude, I love your ad. You play bass? I'm like, I have one. I mess around. Come on down Friday. We're jamming. So he's jamming with this other guy, and we were jamming for a couple months, and then uh, things just kind of deteriorated. And then me and him were just hooking up and just drinking. And then a couple weeks go by, and I'm like, I really want to play music. Not thinking about playing out or anything. I just I want to write music. And he's a drummer. If, I didn't know any musicians growing up. That's the other thing. I didn't know any guitar players, drummers. I never yeah. hung So putting
0: that. a band together is kind of tough when you don't know anybody. Yeah, I don't
1: know anybody. So, and Dion was super cool, laid back, drinking, having fun, laughing. And then uh, I wrote two songs in one week, originals, didn't go back to old stuff, always fresh, and it just sounded good. And I'm like, okay, I think this can work. I think this is all right. And another song. I think I wrote like seven songs, probably in like a six month period, a song a month maybe.
0: And, and as that's happening, like you're somebody that's never really wrote much, as far as like, like I
1: wrote songs. I wrote a lot of songs from 2003. I started really writing and with the instrument, but never taking complete it. songs. Like we oh, like complete. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. oh yeah. Oh, complete songs. But I never thought about I can do this for like a. Not even living, but actually go out and do something with it. And then uh, we did that seven months. Probably had seven songs. Bittersweet Revenge. We love you guys. Um, Mark, the late Mark, the late great Mark, he's like, we're playing a show. I think it was Bar Cleveland. Open up for us. we got to kill some time. I'm like, dude, we only got like seven songs. He's like, who cares, man? Just fucking play. Just come on. And It was just me and Dion. We didn't even have Mondo yet. It was just the two of us playing. We're like the white stripes or something. Yeah, it was, I remember. And I'm not even that good of a guitar player to even pull that off. <laughs> but people were digging us, like people were coming in our room and like, what's this? What's this? You know? I'm like, I told him, like, I think we got something. We just need the rest of the band, you know, to really pull it off. And so we opened up, I'll tell you what, two hours before the show, I'm doing breathing exercises. I'm having panic attacks. I'm like, I don't I'm shaking all day. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it.
0: Did you sleep even? Like, did you even, oh, yeah, dude, right.
1: It was rough. Nervous. Nervous. We went on. We did our thing. As we're leaving, well, Mondo was there. Was, I could see him watching us, but I'm so focused even today when I'm playing. I'm really focused on what I'm doing. Guitar. Yeah. Singing. Splitting the the, the the lyrics, trying to remember all this stuff. So he, Mondo came up to us after the show, hey, you looking for a bass player? And I'm like, yeah, do you like what you heard? He goes, yeah. I'm like, come on down. By this time, we've already auditioned like two other bass players. One guy thought he was Giddy Lee. The other guy said my songs are unorthodox. I'm like, they're three-chord songs. I don't know, what does that even mean? <laughs> they're three chords. I'm like, it, it don't get any simpler. So Mondo came, and Mondo's a beast, man. Try and tell him, oh, this is the, just play. Start playing, and he's just watching my hands, and all of a sudden, boom. He's in. Wow. And it was just amazing. It's like how fast he just, that's great.
0: So you were feeling the energy there, and you were like, well, there's the next guy. Yeah.
1: And the other thing I like to do, I'm writing the song, but I don't think the songs are complete until the boys put their music over it. And I don't dictate anything. I know I'm writing them. I know what I hear in my head, but I don't ever relay that to anybody. I want your perspective. I want how are you feeling when you hear this. Same thing with Mondo. I'm gonna say play these notes. You're a bass player. You guys are you're great musicians. You don't need my input. I'm just giving you a blueprint of my progression and what I'm singing. I want to know what you're feeling when you do it. The most beautiful feeling in the world is when those guys I present a song and they put their touch on it. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's like
0: what well, it's like a as they say <laughs> today, very breathe. organic. Yeah, uh, and and how how it grows and lives almost like, you know, you have um, your idea, which is which is cool that you allow. You know, not everybody is like that too. I mean, there's a lot of situations where guys want to really just basically control the whole entire process no, all the way through. Nope. Well, and it's funny because you know, like I, I I'm. Pat and I always wrote similarly. You know, he he had an idea, then he'd throw it at me, or I had an idea and I I'd throw it at him and the end result wasn't always you know what you originally original heard it in your head. Well it never all. comes out the original. But it's concept. usually much better. Yeah. So so and, and and to be honest with you, that process is, is one of the most exciting processes. It's, yeah, it's a beautiful. it's a great it's a great thing, you know, like it was like a present. I yeah. would I would give my idea to Pat. And what I got back was like a gift. It yeah. was like it was always like, "All right, dude, I sh- I polished it." His Pat would always say, "I, I, I, polished, I polished up your turn." Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 that's that's it. Yeah, yeah. It was, but, but I still, see. it was.
0: But it was a lot of fun, man. And, and it is. You're right. Yeah. There, it's like the way it grows and the way it becomes. Well, what there's it
1: nothing. Yeah. And then there's something. Yeah,
0: I I swear I'll say it a hundred million times. Everyone should write at least one song and and just have it do it. Have your song written and, and let you have. That you could at any time hit play and be like, yeah, that's my song. I did this. It's, cause I, it's, it, it it's, it's like s- painting a picture. There's it's something like, to I about pa-
1: it. I painted that. I painted that. I wrote this. I took all this time. And when I hear the songs, I know I'm in my living room. This
0: song came from a living room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sitting, it's watching crazy. television. How most stuff was written. Yeah. You don't even realize it, but that's how it, it, yeah. it usually happens. Yeah. Um, so you guys now are... You, you you basically get, come into here, you get Mondo in the band. Yes, Mondo is in the band. And and he got it, he comes and sees this tube the the white stripes gig yeah, white that stripes you guys give, pull off yeah. and and you do the gig. He's like, Hey, I really want to join the band. He comes and then he and immediately he's Starts like playing, that's the guy. Like, this okay. is
1: what we've been waiting for. And man.
0: and then the three of you actually play together for a while. Before yes. Adam actually joins the band. Yes. There's there's just the three of you. Yep. So at some point We
1: always knew we
0: needed another guitar, and and throughout that whole entire time, you guys—every time you guys—you guys were writing new material constantly, always writing new songs, adding more stuff. And during that couple years period, you guys had written basically what becomes your first album. But eventually, you decided to bring in another guitar player, and this is kind of like while this is kind of an interesting part to me while all this is going on, kind of with the, the, the recording of the album and all that, that's when you bring in Adam, right? Like, it's kind of like... Well, nothing was ever really done as far as the album. Not done, but I mean, like, a, a work in you'd process. already started recording in some process. of that album, right? right. You'd yeah. already started recording it before Adam came yeah. in. So, so during that, he comes in, right? And what's the... What, 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 first of all, what prompted that what made you decide well, that you needed to the
1: story with adam is when i was still playing bass with dion he saw an ad i believe i wish they were here to talk for themselves um but he came to the studio and i was at the bass dion's got on the drums and we thought he was going to find someone to jam with before we actually started doing our thing and then he scared me because I'm not a great musician. I, mean, I have a talent of writing songs. He came in, and he's like, you know your bass runs? You know this? Like chalk and techno to me, and scared the shit out of me. I'm like, no, no, no. And then he started playing, like, what was classical rock stuff. I'm like, if you 2 go on want to jam, I'm like, you're not going to hurt my feelings. I'm like, I'm just, I'm not feeling that kind of music. And so, basically, Dion said, nah, we're going to p- basically pass in a nice way then he gets back of them a couple years later and they start jamming they start jamming and they start doing the RPR stuff and I knew about him I don't care do whatever you want to do um so they start jamming that stuff and then I started getting to hear hear him play and I'm like you think this dude might want to join monkey so we asked him he came we said come to practice first and then see if you like it and if you want to See, we can do something. He's another one. He took some tapes home with the songs and pretty much came back, knew every friggin' song. I'm like, holy shit. That's good. That's, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, And he's got writing and he he has the writing ability too. too? Yeah. Because the RPR is all his songs. Yeah. So, yeah. So you're adding another creative mind to the whole process also, which is like. And a whole nother. And it allows and it gives sound. you some breathing room yeah. too because you're the guitar player. Now you're not, you know, if you have, if you, if I mess up, he's covering you. He's
1: covering me. Sweet, sweet.
0: All right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we got uh, Chris here from Monkey. A couple minutes. You're listening to Level Up Cleveland. Hello everybody, Big Bri here. This June 10th, Level Up Cleveland Concert Series presents Bittersweet Revenge. You can try to live, but you don't to try to die. Olatheia. Time to rock and roll, ready for the sun comes second. The for... And Craig Martini. I'm still here, you no, I no longer want to stay. See them all June 10th at the Maple Grove Tavern. Show starts at 8 p.m. 21 or over. Go to LevelUpCleveland.com for tickets and information. What's going on, Level Up Listeners? Signal Flow Studios is a Cleveland recording studio founded in 2013. Located in the steel yard just down the hall from Brian and Pat at Level Up Cleveland. At Signal Flow, we pride ourselves in offering top-quality audio and a great recording experience to artists here in town and from across the country. But what makes us unique at Signal Flow is our undivided attention to the people who keep us going. That's you, the artists. So come on in and let us make your music our top priority. You can book online at www.signalflowstudio.com or give us a call at 216-920-2075. We'll see you soon. And we are back with Chris Esquivel hola, amigo. from Monkey. And that's M-O-N-Q-U-E. Not Monique. Not any other things that people missed, <laughs> screw it all up with. It's Monkey. M-O-N-Q-U-E. When you see it, love it, let's talk about it because uh, I'm curious to know how it actually came about and, well, like, and, and <laughs> the spelling of it and all that stuff. You took a long time to come up with
1: a name and I did really want a one-word name, Nirvana, or a compound Green Day. No the this and the that. Just, here's what we are. Monkeys are fun. Barrel of Monkey, Monkey Business, just monkey. There's a lot of bands out there with monkey in it. So we spelled it different in case we have to copyright this and something does happen. Um, who who came up it. with the spelling? I think I just...
0: Like the only problem Mess, I have with messing
1: it, around, yeah.
0: well, the only problem I have with it is it can cause confusion, you know. When, Until you get famous, well, yes. And then, there's well, no yeah, they, yeah. But then, who cares at that point? Many people hell name
1: mispronounce is? Nirvana. But
0: what, I, but what I'm saying is, it's just it's I just because when you hear "monkey," if you hear it with the ear, I don't know that you will ever go to this spelling and in, in, in trying to find you, right? Um But. That being said, it is clever. It, it looks good. It looks good. Yeah, it really does. It looks good. And you have, a, and you guys actually have a logo that goes with it. You still.
1: I got my monkey T-shirt on. There, there. it is. Absolutely,
0: hey, what a Ooh. great what a that timing couldn't have been perfect. <laughs> now, how now? Who did that?
1: Uh, we paid. Here. Oh my God, her name. I'm gonna. She's gonna kill me. Amanda, is her name. That's good. She's enough. an artist. So
0: she can go with one name if it's just a, yeah, if she's not Amanda. So uh,
1: I knew she was an artist, and I'm like, we need a, a logo. So she's like, let me work on it. And I'm like, I kind of know what I want. I got a tattoo on my arm from Porno for Pyros, the devil mm-hmm. on there. And I'm like, I kind of want in this style, you know. So she came back, and she drew drew a picture of it. It didn't look like this yet, but the picture was awesome. I'm like, that's it. I gave her 110 bucks for drawing it. And I took it to my cousin's friends who does computer art. I gave him it, and he turned that original picture into this.
0: Wow, that's like more of a 3D almost, yeah. even though it's a just a try. But eye. it was
1: in color. It was brown, and he gave it a gold tooth and an earring and yeah. all that. Then Dion took this, which I think this is our final in many colors. on uh, his drum set is yellow. This is white now, but uh, it just looks cool.
0: Yeah, it's a cool. It's a real cool logo. It's, it's a cool name, and it's a and it's a cool spelling, th- visually especially. It's interesting. Yeah,
1: it's, yeah, it's different. Once you tell people, then they get it. It's gonna be a lot of uh, telling people. It's now not, you it's now not the,
0: Monique. the first. that's not Monique. Yeah, you gotta yeah. make sure. So it's the first Monique. thing, the first CD you guys have, have released is also self-titled Monkey. Just so monkeys. first, yeah. first, the first one's gonna be Monkey Monkey, yeah. like some of the other bands, and it's just keeping with the tradition of. Of, so, kind of, yeah, kind of doing yeah.
1: that. Well, the first CD to me is—it's not a real CD yet. It's kind of like Motley Cruz first one. Like, it. it's, it's like, like a, a demo, demo that was became demo. an album
0: by accident.
1: The recording is so yeah. so. It's enough to kind of. But I think we're a live band, and we need to capture that if possible. the yeah. Recording. So I'm gonna get. I'm getting a studio together as we speak. I just got my computer, the screens, and stuff like that. And then we're gonna start hitting my basement once I get my monitors and all the interface stuff and. As you know, it costs a lot of money.
0: Well, here's what I don't this, understand. You know, I'm just curious. This is just me being curious, though. Yeah. I, and this is, you know, none of my business. If you want to tell me, it's none of my business. But especially like in, in today's world, where there's there's some real good studios out there now that are that are not crazily expensive. Signal Flow is really not an expensive studio. You know, there's a lot more expensive studios than them. Where as long as you have your music down and you have it all ready, you can literally march right in. Lay it all down, get it all mixed, and leave with a complete thing. And after what you you just went through, after what you just went through, and how long it took, why not?
1: Here's the problem. Okay. Control. I don't know what anybody's doing to it. I told you I recorded stuff. I know what I want to hear. I don't tell anyone what to play, but I definitely know what I want to hear. And I haven't got it yet, and I'm going to have to do it myself. I believe in a studio where we can take our time. I was just talking to Adam today about it. I'm like, you draw a picture, you're painting. If you don't have certain colors that you're looking for, go get them. And we have to go get our colors that we're looking for to throw into the audio stuff. I know the sound. I know what we're supposed to sound like. People are engineering it. I don't even really, I don't think they think about that stuff. I think they're just talking about the levels and mixing. There's a sound. Do we? Do you think we need another guitar in here just to beef it up? No one's suggesting that. I believe Metallica is doing 99 tracks of music to make a perfect, beautiful album. I'm not opposed to doing that, to have a beautiful album. What we sound live on stage is what we sound like on stage. If you're creating something, why are you stopping at what you do on stage, why not add that extra colors that you want? Make it the most beautiful picture audio wise that you can create. That's what I wanna do when I get the studio set up. Many tracks, I want a beautiful picture. And try to capture us as best as best as I think we should be.
0: Now do you have any recording experiences of right now? Yeah, I recorded so you all
1: my the I told you. Yeah, right. Did we say this on camera, the rap stuff? I yeah, 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 well, kinda, yeah. Well, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of touched on it. So I'm not saying I was great at it, but I know I didn't really have the YouTube back then. I have YouTube. All I'm doing now is watching mixing and mastering and just recording processes, uh, hertz, things I never even thought about then, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a bass hertz should be. Trying to find the frequencies, the, the frequencies and where, where you, and, you can oh, put yeah. stuff in and it's make Something it. I never even thought about. I'm just all going by sound. So that's what I'm hoping happens—that we get a really great product, and put it out there, and our live—I think we kick ass live. I think. Oh yeah, for a, sure. And like I said, it got a great sound, yeah.
0: Yeah, it lends itself to it for sure, for sure. Now, are you already starting? Like, like you—you you wrote a lot of songs. I mean, we—we we watched how quickly you guys were putting out songs and writing them, and you, they were just coming, 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 coming. And then you guys went into the recording mode. So the songwriting process kind of stops at that point because now you got your attention is based It doesn't elsewhere. stop,
1: it's there. I got a bunch of songs. We get together once a week. I have like five, six songs to present. I can only really do one at a time because it takes us probably from beginning, starting it, learning it, figuring stuff out. Once a week, it probably takes three months to really get a song nailed it. Oh, I got it. I know where the changes are. One week, oh, I remember what's doing that. I don't remember what the cues are. Let's do it again. You know, yeah. takes probably three months to really get one song tight.
0: And do you guys focus on one song at a time, or do you, will you, will you open up like a- sometimes we'll
1: dabble in two, but it, then it gets kind of a little confused. If we were playing twice a week, we'd probably knock all these songs out like that. That's what we used to do when we first got together. That's why we we're knocking out songs a little bit faster. Me and Deon, we'd get together on Wednesdays and Fridays. And so it's still fresh in your head. Now it's like Friday comes, we play the songs you have to play to tighten up. And then here's the new song. We just did like three new songs that we have. And it took a while because it was three. So I like to kind of like, here's one. Let's just kind of break it down a little simpler. we're no rush to go anywhere. It's like the songs are there. I got them in my head.
0: How often do it. songs pop up in your mind where you have to like flush this shit out and get it out of your head before it starts really bugging you?
1: I drive a truck for a living, so it's not show you my phone. I have a memo pad. Oh, is that what you do? And it can just be one sentence sounds cool to me, and that's how I write, really. I don't ever think of a subject. I think of if you saw the movie "Get Back by the Beatles." The best example is what I do is what Paul McCartney did writing the song Get Back. You're just strumming and just. You kind of get this melody in your head. And you start scatting just random words, whatever you want to say. And then you nail it. You hit a one whole full line. Like, oh, that's cool. What can I add to that line? And just because, To me, it's a puzzle.
0: All right. Oh, sure it is. I'm it no is. poet. Well, You're no. a
1: poet. Let's talk about you for a minute. No, Come
0: on. we won't talk about me. We don't talk He's about. a great me writer.
1: Well, that's the problem. We should talk. We don't about talk about me on this show. That's, that would be because people would turn off their. Brian signs. is a great writer. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> many, many, many words.
0: Yeah, but if I, if everything I wrote was rated X. <laughs> 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 different, you still, different credit, stuff. you still get the credit for it. Well, I mean, look, look, I do talk about, about it, but you understand about it. I the, do, the writing process. Yes, I, I do. I do, and I, I always ask everybody about it, especially lyrically and stuff like that, because I think writing music and writing lyrics are two different art forms. Yeah. So, like, not everybody's good at both. And you know, look at Rush, they're a prime example of that. Two all really super talented guys, they get a drummer and they're like, dude, do you know how to write lyrics? He ends up being the lyric guy. You never know who's going to be that guy, right. who's the guy who can do it, and who's, you know, not always the singer the best lyricist. And it's not
1: easy. To no. Me, it's for some people, I don't know about for you, when you write.
0: Well, when you write these songs now, so you got, you got like I said, you got, well, how many songs are on that first album? I think there was like 10. So, okay, so you got 10 tunes. Very catchy stuff. Always, always hooky, catchy, catchy. Um, you have a, you have a unique style vocally. I don't think that I, I can't say that you sound like somebody. Right. You sound like you, um, but you, you 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 do great. You know you're not you're not okay. yeah. you're not you're not a pitchy. You know, there's never a time where you're like, oh, you know. And I think well, I, I think that. But but you you get that. But I
1: am pitch. I get pitchy sometimes. Well, yeah. I mean, I I don't care. All
0: right. but I'm half deaf. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, um. What are some of your favorite songs on this first one that you guys put out? Like, what what do you think are, like, some of the best songs? And and, and do you feel like you've changed now, like, as you're writing? And you know, like, do you have an idea what the next stuff's going to sound like now based on how much you have already done? I like
1: to think of my songwriting abilities as, like, the cure, the Beatles. I don't want to pigeonhole us. I don't want to be afraid to do something that might seem outside the box. Yeah. To me, it's about songwriting, and if you're not sounding punky, and it sounds a little more romantic or lovey-dovey, whatever, but it sounds good to me. It's about does it sound good and is it catchy? Catchy to me is everything, but it's catchy to me. I don't know if it's gonna be catchy. To well, everybody. that's true. Catchy,
0: catchy is hard to sell. But to I, I
1: have to want to sing it, and when I sing, I am passionate. I put my voice into every song, and I'm I'm that song while wow, that song's going on. Yeah. I just feel it.
0: And I mean, I mean, like, uh, is the is the listener going to hear the progress from the first CD music to where you guys are at now? Because well, probably the quality of recording. Well, yeah, you said the production that, should the should, production should improve a lot too. Improved, but yeah. will there be something different about the music? Is we, are you going to? Well, are, in the beginning,
1: I was rushing to make songs so we'd have something to play. So they came fast, and oh,
0: so you're taking a little more time in the writing, taking
1: time in it. But there was probably several songs. That we don't even touch anymore, because it just—if they don't resonate, no one says that sucks. It just organically disappears. Organically disappears. I see the ether. It's like whatever happened to that song? Well, we just stop playing it. Yeah, I'm it like, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I get it. <laughs> They're not all great, They're right? Not all great.
0: Well, that's a fact, no matter what. And they always start some. So, at some point, yeah. they start great. They sound great up there, you know, just, and then they never kind of flush out right. Yeah,
1: not um, structured right or something like that. Like I said, I was rushing in the beginning. Now I think I'm writing the best I've ever wrote ever. Just quality-wise, the catchiness, the riffs. Um, just personally, what I feel, it's up to someone else to judge. I just know I'm happy with what I've been writing lately.
0: Sweet. And yeah, and then that's, that, that. That's, that's the number one thing. If yeah. you can be happy with your own writing, chances are it will resonate with somebody. Yeah put More thought into a little more thought into it, but
1: still, I'm not a poet. It's a lot of scatting, a lot of till you hit something. Yeah,
0: and you were saying, like, the performance is important to impor- you, big, to me, the performance the is most important thing, ever. basically. Yeah, it's like we said earlier, it's
1: not what you say, it's how you say it, it's how you present it. And if you can just sing, I mean, how many love songs are there? I love you. How many ways can you say I love you? Million, well, yeah, a million, yeah,
0: because it's been done. Yeah, yeah, a way over that. Yeah, uh, what what do you? It's, it's summers here, basically. What what do you see for you guys going forward this summer? The people can you know like where can we come see you? Where are we? going – You know, obviously you're just now starting writing new stuff, yeah. but I think you guys are already starting to get the show the boat yeah. rolling here. And and and
1: well, the nice thing is what I'm noticing we've played out twice this year since the pandemic. We've been kind of playing kind of on the coattails of Bittersweet Revenge. They let us open up a lot, a lot of gratitude for them and thanks and all that stuff. But we've always been playing for their crowd. <clears throat> this dog show is the first show that we played for not those that they're their people. It was a whole new branch of people that never heard us. These kids up here, you know, everyone goes in and out of each other's room. Yeah, They hear, you. Yeah, I heard them guys a thousand times now we went to the dog uh dog rock and it's the first time we played in front of people who haven't heard us and the response is the the review is like he nailed it people are dancing like that's always from the beginning there's always one or two people you see like kind of we got a bounce to us yeah it's almost like uh to me cuz i i love the 50s music i feel like people can go out there and jitterbug to our some of our stuff well, just because yeah. of the beat not lyrically, but from the beat, it just kind of makes you want to move a little bit. Yeah, well, the, the, the
0: whole punk style, yeah, you move. You know, there's a lot of movement to it. Uh, how, how many punk songs kind of have a 50s rock rhythm yeah. kind of in the back while the beat's a little faster and the vocals are a little harsher? But that's punk rock, and I right? think that's where
1: some of my songwriting comes from this is my growing up around the doo-wop sound. I never cared about the band. I was, The song to me was always, I love that, Blue Moon. Uh, the Everly Brothers, uh, Kathy's Clown. Like, I just, I gravitate towards that stuff. If I could pick a genre of guitar to be the best guitar player I could be, would be Rockabilly. I wish I could play that stuff. And I think the Monkey would be even... The roo- stand-up bass and... No, and I'm talking to the, the hillbilly guitar. Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah. just the guitar sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The slap bass is pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, that would be my ideal if I could pick one thing I could be really great at. Like I said, I'm not a great guitar player. I just know I can write songs. I'm not a great singer. I just am brave enough to get out there and do it. <laughs>
0: yeah, right, right. Yeah. Well, you seem like you you, you're, you can strap your balls on real nice and tight when you know you're singing for some yeah. reason. Oh, yeah. It doesn't. For,
1: forgot preparing all that stuff. Yeah.
0: One, real quick, I didn't really do this officially yet, and I want to real quick before we run out of time here. Kind of waited till the end. I feel I feel bad for the guys, but they didn't show up. They didn't they don't make effort to show up. You get announced at well, the end of the interview. They have situations. I Let's know be I'm sure. just messing with them. Yeah. All right. So Chris Esquivel, you are the vocalist writer, and you do g- to play guitar. Rhythm guitar. Yep. You got Mondo Pino and he's the bass player.
1: Bass the phenomenal bass
0: player. Dion Sliman plays drums.
1: The sexy and Dion Sliman. Yeah, oh, he is the sexy. Yes. Yes.
0: Oh, chicks go crazy over Very them. sexual. Oh, they go nuts. <laughs> and then we have Adam Gray, Adam who's, Gray. The, who's the most recent guy, but still yeah. been around now for a while. Still been on, yeah. And if you, if people want to, kind of like get an idea of these guys, like I said before, you can watch the RPR um, episode from season one, and that has Adam and Dion on it. And if you watch the Rochambeau episode from season two, I believe, and that has Mondo on it. Mondo's on everything. Everybody. Yeah, well, yeah. Mondo, Mondo, as far he's as in, the in this building and stuff, he's oh, yeah. he's yes, he's, he's in with a lot of different facets and stuff. A lot of the stuff that we've had on our show, Mondo's involved with all that stuff, basically. Oh, yeah. And um, did you say though, are you guys be playing out this summer? I mean, are, are you? Did you have? We're hoping.
1: Well, I want to give a shout out to uh, Galactic uh, Reptiles. Reptile. They're the ones who got us into the Dog Rock. They're the ones who got us into the Five O'clock. Um, it was supposed to be uh, Galactic Reptiles, and the best name for a band: Calling Monster Island. Isn't that' awesome. I've <laughs> seen, I've seen yeah, them. I love that I, name. I,
0: like pronounce, you know. But it's the
1: same singer in both bands. Uh, they had drummer problems, and they couldn't make the show, and it was their show. So they're like, like we don't have three hours of material. I'm like, so we learned a couple covers that and for that night. Kind of slow down our pace, because when usually we're playing, we're trying to get as much as we can. So we're kind of like one to the next. So we kind of slow down. you got to breathe. The adrenaline's running. Talk a little bit. And we stretch it out to an hour and a half. Got paid 250 bucks, Mondo, I still have your money. <laughs> so give it to Hopefully your you get
0: paid before yeah. this airs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm just waiting to see them. I haven't seen him. It's been uh, three weeks now since that what show. What the hell? Well, everyone's sick And I get sick easy, so I don't want to be around any of that because I hate it. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah, getting sick sucks. No. All right. I think we're out of time. Thank We're gonna call it. Yeah, it. Thank Thank you guys thanks so for, much. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude! This was fun, man. Long, Despite, long I, You had to, you had to pull all the weight and you did it though. You pulled it off. Thanks, guys. Yeah, well, they they'll come. Like I said, they no, already except, made their appearances, so yeah. I can't I can't be too mad. They already. Right. the circumstances beyond their be control. It would have been nicer. So yeah, I would yeah. I would have been nice to have them all here and kind of bounce everything bounce around. But a bit, yeah. We did fine. We did great, man. But. Keep your eyes out for Monkey. That's with the Q. And uh,
1: Facebook monkey backslash band. Oh. So it's monkey band to get to our, our page on Facebook. There it is. You have a band in it. All right. Thanks, Brian. Thanks again, man. Appreciate Keep your eyes
0: peeled for these guys, and there'll be a new CD and all that stuff will pop up on levelupcleveland.com when it happens. Ooh. Until then, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week.
1: This has been I'm Level Up ben. Cleveland a new episode every week. Available now on all streaming
0: services. You can catch every episode of Level Up Cleveland on YouTube. Till next week, rock on. That'll be fine.